Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick. I'm your host. And today we're going to talk about questions and answers you might have. If you're new to the podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. And if you've been here before, it's great to have you back. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief, Make Your Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And I'm the managing director and founder of the Brief Lab, where we help people master brevity, being clear and concise when there's a lot on the line. Today, we're going to talk and handle and receive some questions and give some answers that you have. It's a new format for me. Um, It's our 100th episode. Believe it or not, uh, I started this a few years ago because people asked me to help sustain and strengthen their skill in brevity. And I thought, well, let's do a podcast. So it's our 100th episode. So I'm going to change it up. I want to bring Q&A or questions and answers into the format. Um, people have asked me a lot of the same questions, so I've been thinking about doing this for a while, and I thought, all right, well, maybe this is the the time to mix it up a bit and do some Q&A. So it really, for me, is as you know me, as you get to know me, my motivation of doing that is not about me. I really, What I really want to do is sustain and continue the conversation we're having. We all have to communicate every day. We have difficulties doing that. There's a lot of things in our way that can get in our way of uh, of being a more effective communicator, more efficient communicator. And, and this is, for me, the way to extend and continue that conversation with you. So I want to keep it a conversation. So questions and answers are a very conversational thing. So let's just do this. And for starters, um, let's start with five questions um, and see how it goes. Sound like a plan? Okay. Um, what's the first question that I get? These are in no particular order, but just one of the questions I get a lot is, why did you write the book brief? 220 pages or however many pages it is on brevity. Why did you write the book? The short answer is because people ask me to. You know, more than the book is uh, for five years old now. And the whole genesis of brief was being asked by very elite people within the special operations community to, te- to teach them how to make a briefing brief, how to be clear and concise when there was a lot on the line. So I started making trips down from Chicago to Fort Bragg in 2011, and I discovered that A, there was an enormous appetite for this, and B, there was very little um, training or development invested in teaching them how to do this. So I, f- I figured, well, it's an opportunity to help people that really needed the skill to be successful. So I started teaching the courses and what I started hearing was we need more documentation, more teachers how to do this more after the courses. And, and as I got deeper and deeper into it, it became more of a consistent theme so much so that I, I made a decision to, to, to write the book. And I pitched the idea to a publisher, to Wiley in New York. They were super receptive to the idea and I wrote the book and it changed my career. And I've dedicated myself to doing this. So that's why I wrote Brief. I wrote it not for myself. I wrote it to help people communicate at a much higher level. This is something people expect you to do, but nobody teaches you how to do. So I saw it as a unique opportunity to teach people the principles of being clear and concise and how to consistently do that. So that was the reason I wrote Brief. Question number two, what's the difference between our military and corporate clients you know, we've got great clients on both sides. I spend most of my time in the military working with the, the people in the military and Department of Defense 
in different functions and different units. We also, I do some work, but not as much as I used to with our corporate clients that's handled mostly out of our Chicago office. And we have some great corporate clients and they're, um, they're both amazing in, in their own ways, but they're different. And to answer the question, how are they different? They're different in three primary ways. Well, in the military, it's mostly mission-driven. In the corporate world, it's money-driven. It's profit-driven. So those are very two very different ways of, of looking at the world. Obviously, both care about money. And the military and DOD and our government and all these entities, they care about money. But it's more about the mission. That's the most important thing. And in a corporation, it can be mission, but it's 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 profit driven. So those are very different lenses of looking at the world. So that's the first difference. And the next difference is in terms of how people communicate. So in the military, it's more chain of command, top down. Um, people have authorities, um, commanders, and there's a chain of command. So it's it's more top down. I say more. It's not exclusively. And in the in the corporate world, even though there is a chain of command, it's more communicated by influence. So it can be more lateral or networked or nuanced. Again, this is not to the one is not to the exclusion of the other. So they both have some similarities, but in the military, it's more chain of command, top down. In the corporate sphere, it's more communicating by influence. I think the third difference is in the military. My experience, they value time spent developing themselves and training themselves. Um, my father, who was a combat veteran in Korea, Pork Chop Hill, an amazing guy, asked me this question once many years ago, way before brief. And when I was, when he was, to, when you know, when I came to visit him, he he asked me this question, almost like a like a like a like a puzzle. He asked me like, "What is what do what do soldiers do?" And I said, "They fight." And he says, "No, what soldiers do is they train." They spend most of their time training. They spend time dedicating themselves and developing themselves so that when they're asked to do that, they're ready. In a corporate world, um, many leaders or leadership development initiatives are seen as nice to have versus need to have. There are exceptions, and those exceptions tend to be clients of ours, um, where they where they don't see this leadership development as something that they need to survive and thrive. The ones that work with us see it as an essential, and that's why they come to us, because brevity, speaking clearly and concisely, making things happen is critical for them. But in general, the differences between military and corporate clients is military really value training and development more as because it's critical to mission. In the, in, in, in the corporate world, it's seen as a nice-to-have versus a need-to-have. There are exceptions, and again, the exceptions are, are very often, if not almost always, the people that work with us. At the brief lab. So those are the big differences between corporate and military clients. Okay. None are better than the other. They're just different. Okay. And there's many things they have in, they share in common, but that wasn't the question. The question is, what are the differences? Third, the third question is who needs brevity most? And that's a really that's a common question I get. It's like, who really needs this? And obviously the easy answer is everyone, but that's we don't teach everyone. We don't work with everyone. Uh, we're trying to create an elite communication standard. Well, by the definition, an elite standard is something which people aspire to but few can achieve. So who needs it most? In my experience in doing this for for over five, six, seven years now, are leaders and teams that are committed to operating at a higher level. So it's, it's not just leaders. Leader and the direct, his or her direct reports and their extended teams that can go all the way out to an organization, but starting with a leader and a team um, that really want to operate at a higher level 
and they see clarity, brevity as a key to getting it done right, getting it done the first time, and getting it done together. Um, they're not at all okay with talk to talk or rework or confusion or wasting time. So those are the ones that need brevity most because they really value clarity and they want, they and their teams are committed to, to operating at a really high level. So those are the ones that really need briefing. And those are the ones that come to us. They have advocates, they're driven, and they have discipline to make it happen. And, and those are the ones that really, really want it. Well, other people find it interesting, but they don't necessarily commit to it. So that, that would be the, you know, who needs brevity most, who's at the top of that list. Question number four. Um, why don't I have guests on the podcast? Uh, the answer is in the saying, better is the enemy of the good. So when I started doing it with a, uh, a former colleague of mine, he and I were you know, collaborating and brainstorming about the podcast and what it would be called. And I came up with the title, Just Saying. And and he had suggested, well, we have guests. And, and I really was thinking about the podcast as a way of sustaining people that have gone through our courses and done work with us after the fact. So they had taken a course or done a webinar or a workshop with us. And what do they do next? Well, clearly they can read the book. That's important. But what could I, what can I do to extend the conversation, continue the conversation? Well, I thought, well, let's do a podcast. Um, so I wanted to make it conversational. I wanted to make it short and having guests would make it um, more complicated because I'd have to, to uh, synchronize schedules and get a studio and all these things. And I thought, you know what? Someday I'll do that. But right now, I don't want to delay it. So trying to make it better, let's try to make it good. So I started um, just, it, it's me talking with you. And that's really the point is um, not to entertain or to bring a third party. Now, I, I may have guests after we've now hit the 100th episode uh, um, threshold, I may have people on the podcast, but right now it's it's more important for me to to continue the conversation with you um, than to have a guest on the show. So that's the that's the answer to that question. And number five, last question: When's the next book? I get that question a lot. Brief's been off for five years. You got to have another book in you. What are you going to do? And um, for the longest time, I uh, I just you know I just said you know brief is my life's work teaching people how to be clear and concise. Uh, but I'm happy to say um, and humble to say that there will be another book. And the book is called Noise, Leading and Living When Nobody Can Focus. And it's an important book. It's a book about the distractions and the interruptions and the uh, information overload, the trouble and burden our brains and we're bombarded with all this stuff that makes it hard to stay focused and pay attention to what really matters in your life. So for the past year, I've been writing noise and the book will come out in late November, early December, 2019. And I'm really excited about it. Why am I excited? I'm excited about the book because it's an important topic and it's something that many of us, all of us struggle with every day. And it affects not just professionals, it's families and people, it's kids and parents and teachers and leaders. How do we lead and live when nobody can focus? There's, it's a serious topic. Um, it affects all of us. And the book is encouraging and it's practical about ways to improve focus and to really... To, so you'll, if you've listened to the podcast, many of the episodes were my way of researching and preparing that next conversation with you called Noise and how to, how to manage that. So Noise is, 
is my commitment to you to help um, to help you and others manage the noise. It's not going away. It's not going away. It's a problem in our society. And I don't mean the book to be discouraging and dire, um, but the, the topic is serious. Um, so I have spent the last year writing it, and it's in the process of being produced right now, and it'll come out in, the, in November or December. Um, it'll help you manage the noise and improve your focus. Being more intentional um, in, in how you live and how you lead, how you think, how you listen, how you communicate. So that's noise. Um, I'm excited about it. More on that later. You know, it's, again, the question was, you know, when people ask me about what's after brief, for many years, the true story, for many years, I would say, well, if people can't be brief, if that can't get people's attention, maybe they should talk louder. That was my joke. That was actually a joke. They should talk louder. So maybe my next book will be called Loud. It's funny. It's called Noise. Um, be careful what you say. Just saying. Just saying.